what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? You can, and it may be as simple as I'm going to look at this thing every day this week. And now you have something that you will be able to go forward to. And at the end of the week, you will have made progress on it. Maybe there's a long way to go, but at least you will have made progress. So you will be in a better position a couple days from now than you are right now. How do you grow and scale your business while avoiding entrepreneur poverty? Hi, I'm Buzz and I've spent over 20 years marketing for entrepreneurs just like you. I've learned there's no one secret to success, but a series of strategies to help business owners scale at will. On this podcast, we uncover invaluable insights that successful entrepreneurs and industry experts use to profitably scale businesses. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. business one that deals with project management? Or maybe you deal with managing clients through the project management process. If you do, you will love today's topics because I know for a fact there are little to no entrepreneurs that think they can't learn how to be better project managers. The topic is weaved into every facet of our business. It's present in our sales process, how we serve our clients, paying salaries, and, and even how we let personnel go. Project management is what makes businesses run, but it's also what slows many of us down. It's a momentum killer that keeps us from building our dream business and reaching our goals. So today, we're going to dive into this topic and see if we can't make better project managers out of all of us. To help me today is Rob, a seasoned software developer of over 30 years. He's been involved in a variety of system architectures and platforms. His roles have included staff developer, director of development, architect, database administrator, and many points in between. He's got a consulting company that implements project management, but he's found that a significant amount of people are poor planners. And so he altered his business to help customers put together well-designed project plans and navigate through the vast sea of technology we are bombarded by every day. So let's welcome Rob to the show. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's good to have you here. So you're from Nashville, correct? I have an uncle who just moved there from California. And before the show, you were telling me that a lot of uh, you see a lot of Californians moving to the Nashville area. I do. They're... What is it about Nashville? I mean, it's kind of the South, right? I mean, and, oh, definitely. and California is a very different place than Tennessee. So what, what do you think it is that draws them to the, the South like that? Uh, I think a lot of because I've I've ran into a, I've run into a bunch that are you know visiting and at hotels and stuff like that and invariably I find somebody you know people visit and they have they like the climate they like the people they like the it's it's not uh, you know like a podunk out in the sticks kind of feel that a lot of people I think if you haven't been in the actually even you know off the coast even you you sort of have this different view and you mm -hmm. you come into a city like this and. People are like, wow, this is great. And the next thing you know, they're like, I think I'm going to move there. And they look at, you know, prices and availability of land and being able to go lakes and all that. And next thing you know, they're having their, they're inviting their relatives. And it's just like, it's, <laughs> it grows and grows. It is amazing how often we talk to people that it's like, you know, they've, they've been here one or two years, you know, tops and 
how many of them have moved from uh, California in particular. There's a lot because I guess there's just, if you're California, you like being able to get to like, you know, mountains and water and all that. And oh my and gosh. Nashville's got a lot of that too. Oh Not quite God, the same I love level it. As, as some of the mountains in California, but <laughs> you do have some of that kind of sense. Well, I lived in Alaska for 17 years and mm. even California, I grew up in California and even California is dwarfed by the mountains in Alaska. So anywho, so let's dive in here and talk about how to keep momentum towards our goals. As I was bringing you into the show, you know, I was talking about that this really boils down to project management, right? And so in, in your opinion, what is the biggest challenge you feel we face when approaching our business goals? I think the biggest challenge with our business goals is keeping them our business goals, is actually remembering what they are, is touching mm -hmm. them often enough. Yeah, you, if you don't, yeah, it's like any relationship, you know, goals are the same way. If you don't have any communication with it, then things fade. And in business, it's even harder because there is this push and pull sort of of serving your business today and serving your business overall. And it's often the working in your business versus on your business. It's serving a customer versus doing the work that you need to do to grow and maintain and make your business actually serve your customers better down the road. That makes sense. So do you think that it's just that it becomes too big of a thing that we just don't digest it in our brain and maybe trying to eat the elephant in one bite? It is a little bit that there is some of it is is keeping is we don't have a uh, like a, a connection between the day to day small stuff and the very big vision type stuff. And if you don't have a way to sort of pull those big things down and tie those down to those little things, then you can get lost in the you know sort of lost in the, the weeds versus forest versus the trees. It's just like if you're working on a degree program for you know some topic. There is from each, if you go to your degree, you have these like sort of like lines of knowledge and those work down into courses and then those courses work into specific tests and classes and efficiencies. And it's the same thing with the business. If you don't have a way to take your big goal and sort of work it down, then you really, it becomes tough because you're like, what, you know, I'm doing this day-to-day -day stuff and you don't have the why of why I'm doing in this besides just making a customer happy, which there is other, there are other reasons for that. There are things like, you know, you're building brand and you're, you're providing support and you're doing things that are helping that business go along. And when you keep the right why in mind, it's going to help you sort of move towards this in the same direction, as opposed to you're just doing tasks. It's also, right. you know, I hate to throw a lot of cliches, but it's the difference between being busy versus being productive as well. Right. You can do a lot of work and not really be producing in the direction your business needs. I think that you bring up a good point about busy work, right? And the difference between busy work and productivity really is defined by serving your why versus just completing tasks, right? I find myself like towards the end of the day, I run out of energy sometimes. It depends on what I have, you know, what starts my day and how creative I had to be throughout the day. And I find that my default is my busy work. So if I can just get the busy work done off my plate, I feel like I can open myself up to the next creative piece, right? Whether that's a strategy or creating copy or whatever it is for my clients that, that I'm helping them with their why, obviously. But it's that like, delegating some of those busy tasks so we don't even have to do them, right? 
And then that creates another level of project management, if you will, <laughs> because now you have to manage somebody else managing your tasks, right? And, you know, I've had a couple of shows where we've talked about documentation, you know, and how important SOPs can be for us, right? So where do you feel that the modern entrepreneur loses track of being able to manage all of the simple things while keeping that why in the forefront of their mind? There's a couple things, Andrew, that you mentioned. I think one is that there is that, there's like a comfort in doing busy work as, a, mm. as an entrepreneur because there are those things that you know it's got to be done to some extent. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be done by you, but you know it has to be done. And so you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm still doing things even though I don't really... I'm not feeling it right now. I'm tired, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, I can get these things done and off my plate, which is key. As you mentioned is you don't have to do those. Right. And as an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs, they don't like to let go. This is your, this is your baby. This is the stuff that you've spent time on. Mm -hmm. And it is, boy, SOPs are so valuable, but they're not natural to an entrepreneur because it's not a vision thing. It's not, it's, it is preparing to do something. It's like a pre-meeting mm -hmm. and most entrepreneurs like skip that. I just cut to the chase. I want to meet. <laughs> I'm not going to go through all of this, this crud. And some of the best things you can do is go find somebody that they love doing that documentation. So they will sit there with you, pick your brain. And then it's really the hardest step from a project management point is that it's not actually project management point. It's I'm going to set this on your plate. You go do it. I don't have to touch it. I don't have to worry about it. It was uh, one of the best things I ever heard as a, as a very odd thing to do was uh, in the four hour work week, there was an example of a guy that just loved automating and, and doing all of those processes and delegating. Mm -hmm. And he actually said he delegated worrying about his business to somebody where he said, I'm just going to pay this person just I want an hour a week or an hour a day, whatever it is. You worry, just worry about my business. Nothing else about it. And it's interesting because it's because he said, and then I didn't. And I think it's just that aspect of saying, I'm going to set it on somebody else's shoulder. I'm going to give it to somebody else and I'm not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And trust the people to do their job. And that is, that's huge for an entrepreneur. I love that. And, you know, as we grow our businesses, putting the right people in the right places and understanding that there are different types of people that love to do the things you hate to do. Right? <laughs> and, and if we really love our business, we have to understand that it takes a tribe. Right. And I think that's what you're, you're talking about. That's what you're alluding to here. And, the two people that I see in every biz, every successful business, there are two people. There might only be one owner, but there are always two people at the top. There's the visionary and there's the implementer. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Right? And it, you can be either or as the owner. There are some people who just like to do, right? Especially professional uh, services. You know, doctors are a great yeah. example of that, right? They got into the profession of helping heal people. They did not get into the business of healing people. And those are two very different people that can thrive in both of those dichotomies, right? Um, or within that dichotomy, because it takes both of them to make a great practice, right? 
Um, you know, dentists, I've seen it with lawyers. I've seen it with where it's like some lawyers, they just love to be litigating. They love to be um, arguing and all that good stuff that goes along with the actual lawyering, but like actually getting the business and the customer service and the accounts payable, all that's like, no, absolutely not. So to the audience here, if you find yourself being more of one of or the other, I say embrace it and then find somebody who fills the void on the other side of that coin. Would that be a good like way of like approaching the simplification of what we're talking about here? I think 100% I agree with you is that there's that the doer and the the visionary. There's a lead and a follow. And when you have a pair that they embrace who they are, they understand mm -hmm. it and they understand what their role is, then you see they work together. You can go across any business, huge businesses, and you still will see that. It's always going to be those two roles and the companies that succeed are the ones that understand it, they own it, they embrace it, and they know where to cut off you know, where it's like, okay, that's not me anymore. And right. for most entrepreneurs, I think that's the hardest part because they think they are both or because to some level they can be both. They often, I think, say, okay, well, then I need to be both. But it's like, no, there is a strength that you have. And even if you're really good at both, you need to pick one, basically. And I think most people, it is self-selecting because you'll find when you do it, I am more energized by this than I am that. And once you find what the that is, find somebody that is energized by it and push that off to them. And it's, it sounds bad. Push it off. To, allow them to do that. Allow yeah, them no, enjoy push it of doing that. I, I, think, I think you used the right word. Push it off. <laughs> Get it off your shoulders. It's so much weight. People think they got it. They got to carry their business. And great leaders surround themselves by people they can push all of that stuff off to. And they're happy to take the load, right? My operations coordinator, he is awesome. He's like, my mission is to give you as much bandwidth to be creative, both for the company and for our clients. It's the only two places he wants me. So anytime he sees me in operations, he yells at me. That is a good operations manager. That is an awesome COO. You want them like they're pulling it from you. So stop fighting it. Go ahead and just push. I love what you said. Push it. Get it off you. In one methodology, that is uh, that is how they refer to the essentially the coach of the team is that you're removing obstacles. It really is. If there is the person that's driving forward and there's somebody else that is removing obstacles and removing friction. And when you've got that, then you allow both to do what they do best and you're going to get much better than the sum of the parts. I agree 100%. And I mean, you can go back to psychology. The brain can do one thing 100% at any given time. If you try to get it to do two things at once, there is a percentage that goes to each of them. It splits the bandwidth. It's not always the best thing you're at. There's actually, I had a guest and I, and I can't think of their name right off the bat, but we talked about delegating and the art of delegating. And sometimes it's delegating what you're best at because you have this um, unhealthy passion for it sometimes. Right now, if you're the doctor, obviously, if you're passionate about it, you're looking for an implementer and you have to go that way because you can't just give an implementer your tools and hey, go do the the uh, surgery. Right. Like there, there are times. But I have seen where medical professionals have decided, you know what, they love the practice, but they love the business side more. And so they have recruited 
more doctors to put around them so they can focus on the business. So finding that, like you said, is a lot of times self-selecting. But if you have issues like defining which one it is, start asking the people around you. Do you see me as an implementer or do you see me as a leader? And you can use leading questions for each of those and see how they they respond. Because being blunt about it might give them, you know, be, be an uncomfortable thing, right? Because they might be going, well, the leader wants to be a leader, right? So I'm going to tell them he's a good leader when they're actually a good implementer, right? And so, you know, be careful with that. But the answers are either within you and then very blatant, or I feel they're around you with your family, friends, and your employees, especially your employees. So with all that said, what are the steps we can take, say, this week to build better momentum towards our goals? Well, I think we've touched on a lot of areas here. And so it's one of those that's that's often the challenge is that it's this big thing. You know, if I've been listening to this, I've got several things that I need to think about. Mm-hmm. But really, it comes back down to get the details or get down to like something that's workable, something that you can do today. And instead of worrying about all of these things, a little bit of this comes back to what you're talking about. Step back, look at what is going well, what is either a frustration to me or what am I stumbling over? Mm. So the what is going well, usually we can allow that to, to sort of coast, especially talking about today, this week. Look at the things that either are pain points or things that are a struggle for you or that you realize are not going well. And then I think if you just isolate those, you can usually say, well, you know, maybe I can do this a little bit better or that a little bit better. Or sometimes it's just, I need to look more closely at that. But then from those, from that reflection, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? You can, and it may be as simple as I'm going to look at this thing every day this week. And now you have something that you will be able to go forward to. And at the end of the week, you will have made progress on it. Maybe not a bunch, or maybe there's a long way to go, but at least you will have made progress. So you will be in a better position a couple of days from now than you are right now. And it really goes back to the idea of that whole delegation. When you've identified these things, you don't necessarily have to do it. I think I best heard it once as you have skills because you're, you're an entrepreneur. You have these things you do, and there's some things you do very well, but everybody has their limits. Like you said, brain only can go 100%. So the challenge is to be able to scale that, is to be able to go beyond yourself, to get it out of your head. And if you can look at those tasks and either focused on the one that's your problem and you know by doing so, maybe you drop a couple other tasks off on somebody else. You say, hey, even if it's something I'm good at, I need to focus on this problem, so I'm going to shift these off. Or if you look at this thing and you say, the reason it's a problem is because I have a problem, is I can't do that. That's my weakness. It's a really big like red flag that says, you need to hand this off, push this off to somebody else, and they will do a better job than you did on it. You heard, Rob, it's time to push it all off of your plate. Give it to people who love to do the things that you hate to do. Let's create momentum by opening our bandwidth. I think it's something that we owe to ourselves and to our business. So if you like what you heard today, make sure that you give us a great rating, write us a review, share with your friends, and until next time, stay buzzworthy. 